I want to tell you a story about when I was in Afghanistan. I was on a platoon base way up in the mountains with about 40 other guys, maybe a little more than that. Um, and we were in a compound surrounded by walls and these walls had towers, guard towers at intervals along. And we had to pull guard, whether it was during the day or during the night, you'd just go in shifts. And with so few guys on the base, your number would come up quite often. So one of these nights, I'm on guard duty and I'm up on the tower on the far side of the base and it is dark. It's very dark. And so I'm kind of on edge. And also for a little bit of context, we've heard that there are 30 or more Taliban fighters that have just entered the area that we're in. And when you're way up there in the mountains and it takes 45 minutes for aircraft to get to you, it can give you the jitters, especially when you hear that a force that big is around. Well, anyway, I'm up in the guard tower and I'm looking around with my night vision goggles, trying to see anything, trying to listen for things in the wire. There's concertina wire, or it's kind of like a barbed wire, razor wire that we had surrounding the base. And I'm just peering into the darkness. I can't hardly see anything through these nods. And I'm lighting cigarette after cigarette, trying to keep myself awake, but also trying to keep myself alert. You know, you go through these times of like, what was that? And then you kind of start nodding off a little bit and then something jolts you awake. Well, I started hearing things in the wire and you know, sometimes it can be a goat, a goat herd or something just walking through, gets caught in the wire, the wind, it could be anything, but you start hearing that noise and it starts to raise the hairs on the back of your neck. So I'm peering out in the darkness and I can't tell what it is. I can't even see anything. Um, so I'm, I'm listening as hard as I can. And I've got a 240 Bravo, which is a 7.62 millimeter um, automatic machine gun that the heavy gunners carry for the infantry. And uh, I'm trying to think if I had jacked around into the chamber or not, and I wasn't sure. And I knew at that point if I decided to pull back, pull the bolt back, it was going to make a ton of noise. So what I did was I slowly jacked around into the chamber of my M16. I had an M16 and pretty much everyone else had M4s. It's just one of the things you deal with being a forward observer. You know, you're not going to get the greatest weapon. Anyway, so I jack around in there as silently as I can. And I'm sure that whatever it is heard me. And I'm starting to I'm starting to hear my heart thumping and I decide to get on the radio and you know, I should let them know what's going on out here. Cause I can hear rustling in the wire and it's getting closer and it's just 
that really sounds like a man or several men, you know, trying to get through the wire, even though I can't see them. So I take the radio and I whisper into it because, you know, I have it on whisper mode. There's a mode that you can put your radio on that will put it in whisper mode. And you can just whisper really quietly and then, you know, in case the enemy's near, then they can't hear you. So I whisper in and I say, Cochrane Base, this is Tower 2. I think we got somebody in the wire. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, say again, super loud. I did not have it in whisper mode. I had forgotten to put it in. So by now, and I can hear, I can hear the rustling is starting to intensify, especially now that this loud radio blast came over. So I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out and I put it in whisper mode real quick and I'm, I'm, I'm like, hey, there's somebody in the wire here, you know, whispering to them and they still don't hear me. And so it's getting closer and closer and my heart's beating out of my chest. So I, I take my M16 and I just decide, you know what, it's me or this guy and it's, you know, I just gotta, I, I gotta hit him. I got to whack him before he can whack me. So I start seeing some movement and it's moving along the other side of the wall, the HESCO barrier, as it's called. And I look out and I can see it's the headdress or one of those head wrapping towel like things, kind of like a turban, but it's technically not a turban, but I can see it's one of those that the locals wear and specifically the Taliban wear it too. So. I train my sights right on that turban and I've got it stuck right on there and I slowly switch it from safe to semi and I'm starting to get ready, starting to move up to that trigger and it's moving and it's getting closer to me and it's moving along the wall and it's, it's clearly a man. I can see him. Yeah, I can see his head. I can see everything. So. I'm about to pull the trigger and I'm like, this is it. I really hope that this isn't just some local farmer that got stuck in the wire and is now coming to check out, you know, what this wall is all about. Cause this is his last day on earth. So I'm about ready to fire. And all of a sudden it jumps and runs off the wall and heads out. And as I'm looking through my nods, I can see clearly this is not a man's head. This is not a, a turban. This is a cat. A cat had run along the wall and jump scared me so bad. I almost shot it and vaporized it just because I thought it was the Taliban. And I never, I don't think I ever told my buddies about this, but I was shaking so bad that I could feel, you know, it's just like the tension was just, just leaving my hand as I put my rifle down and I'm sitting there just shaking away thinking, oh, that would have been bad. That would have been bad, A, if it was a Taliban and, and I shot him and now we've got to fight them. But B, if I had shot the cat and then I had to face my buddies, that would have been ridicule for the rest of my military service. Anyway, I thought I'd share that story with you. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening.